All right. I want you to open your Bible this morning to the book of Luke chapter 2. Would you do that? Luke chapter 2. If you know your Bible very well, most of you will already recognize this is where we get what we would call our Christmas story taken from uh, the, of the birth of Jesus Christ. What I want to do is begin to just speak on a topic this morning called My Heart, His Home. My Heart, His Home, the home for the Lord place for him to dwell. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, that'll be our anchor verse for this morning. The Bible says, and while they were there speaking of Mary and Joseph, as there had been a decree sent out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be taxed, and each one were to go to their own hometown and register. Mary was engaged to Joseph, and as they go to Bethlehem, uh, the house of David, the, the home for Joseph, his hometown, the Bible says, while they were there, the time came for her, that would be Mary, to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. No room or no place for them there in the end. There was nowhere for them to stay, nowhere for Jesus to be born, nowhere for them to lodge as a family. Now, Christmas is a very special time. I enjoy Christmas. Some of you do. Some of you do not. And that's okay. But I will tell you this. It seems that for a short period of time over this Christmas holiday, between Thanksgiving and maybe a few days after Christmas, it seems to me that for a short period of time in life where, where our families and our world and our communities, they just seem to be transformed for a period of time. And, 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 you know, I don't know that I can totally pinpoint what it is. It might just be all the feels of the season, all the fun of the season for a lot of people. But, but I would like to say that I think it's more than the decorations, and I think it's more than the feelings that transform us. I really believe it seems that more than any other season, people appear to make room for Jesus. I want you to think with me. It just seems that our communities make room for Jesus. You'll hear a song about Jesus played over the radio in a restaurant or a store where you normally don't hear any Christian music, but you'll hear the name of Jesus proclaimed and glorified. You'll go to a school concert, and maybe no other time of year will they sing about the Lord, but around Christmas, often they will. Now, there's some schools that have turned away from that, but thank God for those that are still embracing it and letting that message be sung. There are, there are other things that we see. We see manger scenes in yards. We hear people talk about Jesus. You go into somebody's house that maybe it seems in times past, they don't really say much about the Lord, but you walk into their home, they'll have something about the birth of Jesus and maybe have a scripture on their mantle. It seems like this season, more than any other season, people make room for Jesus. And I believe that when you make room for Jesus... He transforms us. How many of you believe that? He transforms us. He changes us when we make room for him. And so the question for me is, if, if this can happen in a season of our lives, a season for people around us, why could we not experience this year-round? Why could we not experience this type of change year-round? And I believe that we can in our lives when we make his heart, make our heart his home. Now, to make our heart his home, I want you to recognize something that always confused me as a young person, right? And that was this, this thought that Jesus wanted to live in my heart. 
How many of you know Jesus is not interested in living in your blood-pumping muscle? That's an expression we just say, right? Jesus, has, have you invited Jesus into your heart? He's not interested in being in your blood-pumping muscle. What we mean by that is the heart is the center of who we are. It's the seat of our emotions. It's where we love from. It's how we care for people. All of those kind of things we say, I love you to somebody we care about. I love you with all of my... Some of you have never said that, apparently. There was like six people that went, heart. Come on, church. I, if you love somebody, often people say, I love you with all of my heart. And if you, don't, if you don't say that normally, watch a Hallmark movie. They'll say it for you. It seems like, you know, we, we get confused. Sometimes people think, what does that mean? Jesus wants to live in my heart. I don't really get that. What we're saying is we want to invite him into the center of who we are. Everything about my life, I want to center and revolve around him. I want my heart, my life, my emotions, my thoughts, everything about who I am, I want it to house the Lord. I want him to dwell here with me. That's what we mean by having our heart as his home. Now, I want you to recognize something. Although there was no room for Jesus here on this night, there was no room for Mary and Joseph to lodge in Bethlehem. There was a time before Joseph before Bethlehem, before the manger, before the shepherds, even before the conception of Jesus in the womb of Mary, there was one who made room for him in their heart, and it was Mary. Mary made room for Jesus. I, I want you to recognize that in your outline, number one, it, it says Mary made room for his presence. Mary made room for his presence. Now, I just want to say something right as we get started into these points today. We're not here to glorify Mary. Mary is not a deity. Mary is not God. We don't pray to Mary. We don't worship Mary. Mary needed a Savior just like you and I. And Jesus was her Savior. Jesus was her Savior. Can you imagine that? Moms giving birth to your Savior and Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mary is not a God. She's not to be looked at as a God or glorified like a God. But there are some special things about Mary, just like there's some special things about you when your heart is tender towards the Lord. And so we see that one of those things that made her special was she made room for God's presence. She made room for his presence in her lives. I want you to see this with me in Scripture. In Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, the Bible says in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, this angel speaking on behalf of the Lord, the angel says, greetings, O favored one, and don't miss this, the Lord is with you. If you're one to mark in your Bible or underline, you might just circle that or underline that phrase there. Greetings, O favor one. The Lord is with you. Mary made room for his presence. But she was greatly troubled at this saying, and she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. 
and of his kingdom there will be no end and Mary said to the angel how will this be since I am a virgin and the angel answered her the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the child to be born will be called holy the son of God and behold your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for nothing will be impossible with God now I'm not teaching on that this morning oh but I could if you've never marked that in your Bible you need to mark that you need to circle it you need to make sure you know where to find it friends we need to know the word of the Lord in this day nothing is impossible with God and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I don't miss that part. The Mary made room for his presence in her lives, even before the announcement from the angel, even before the word of the Lord came to her through this angel. The Bible tells us that, the, that when, he, when he arrived and greeted her, he says, the Lord is with you. She made room for his presence in her life. You, can I just tell you today that we must make room for the presence of God in our lives every day. That means to live with an awareness that he is with us, to live in such a way that we honor him and reverence him that we recognize even as we sang this morning I think Lexi was leading that one let us become more aware of your presence let us become let us live our lives aware of the presence of God with us daily he's at school with you he's at work with you he's with you as you drive down the road he's with you as you're shopping for Christmas he's with you wherever you are he's in your home the Lord is with us and Mary made room for his presence I acknowledge Lord you are with me always and when we live with this awareness then we get away from this mentality that we're coming to church to visit God I hope you didn't look at coming to church this morning as we're going to go visit with God for a while you know, we had company at our house for Thanksgiving. My wife has hosted Thanksgiving at our house probably 29 out of the last 31 years that we've been married. She's hosted it. Now, she doesn't welcome me and the boys into the house as if we're guests, right? We live there. How many of you know there's a difference when you live at the house and when you're invited to come in as a guest? We saw a lot of the stuff that was happening behind the scenes. Wish I had a video camera, you know, recording everything behind the scenes with Janet Lee. She's up at 4 in the a.m. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's getting ready. I mean, there's a whole big thing that goes on. You don't just eat dinner. You do know that, don't you? You don't just show up and, I mean, the guests show up and eat Thanksgiving dinner. But if you live at the house, there's a lot to be done. Oh, we were putting shoes in the closet, stuffing things wherever we could. There's a lot of work that goes on as you're hosting. But then when the guests came, you welcome guests much differently. But when you live there, you see the mess. You see what goes on. Do you know God wants to live in our hearts? God wants to live in our lives. He wants to be the center of who we are in such a way that we don't treat him like when we go to church, we're a guest at his house or that he's a guest with us at ours. He wants us to dwell in his presence. He wants us to welcome him in our lives in such a way that we allow him to see the mess that goes on behind all the pretty stuff. 
all the fancy stuff, all the masks we try to wear. We say, Lord, my house is your home. My heart is your home. I want you to dwell with me. So let's just get out of our mind and out of our vocabulary that we're going to go to church and visit God for a while. We don't go visit God. God was with you when you drove across town this morning to get here. God was with you when you woke up in your home. God was with you as you sat and had a cup of coffee. He was right there communing with you if you had an awareness of his presence. And when you leave this place today, you don't say, bye, God, see you later. Although many, sadly, today in many churches treat it that way. God, I'll see you later. I got my life to live this week. No, friend, God will go with us if we invite him if we'll make room for his presence. We welcome him. Point number two in your outline. Mary also made room for his words. Don't miss this. You see, when we entertain his presence, when we entertain his presence as Mary did, it will prepare our heart and mind to hear and receive his word into our lives. Mary made room for his word because... She made room for his presence. Now, let me tell you, the word that that the angel gave to her was about to change her life drastically. It was going to change her life forever. It wasn't going to be all good things for her from this point forward because of this word. There was going to be tough days and tough seasons for Mary from this point on. But because she made room for his presence, she made room for his words in her life. Mary made room for his words, and I want you to recognize what she responds. I mean, think about this. She says, how is this going to happen? He says, you're going you're to uh, house, if you will. You're, you're going to be the mother of the Lord's child. She said, how is this going to be? I've never been with a man. How is this going to happen? And he tells her how it's going to happen in verse 35 and 36, that the Holy Spirit will come over you. The, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And then towards the end of that in verse 38, towards the end of our reading for this morning, after the angel says there's nothing impossible with God, look closely at what Mary says. Look how she responds. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord and nobody's going to tell me what to do. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord, my body, my choice. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. I'll do things the way I want to do things. No, when you entertain the presence of the Lord, you welcome his words into your life. I don't want it to happen this way. No, she didn't respond to that. This is going to make things difficult for me and Joseph. This is going to make things really difficult for me and my family and the village of which I live, the towns I live in. People are going to look down on me. They're going to look bad on me. No, she didn't say any of those things. Look how she receives the word of the Lord into her heart. What does she say? Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Don't miss that, friends. If you're marking in your Bible or you're taking notes, don't just write down, be it unto me according to your word. I want you to circle this when when she says, your word. 
Be it unto me according to your word, not what I want, what you want, not according to, to, to what I feel in this moment. No, it's according to your word. You see, one of the struggles we have in the modern day church is we all want to live according to our word and what we think and how we feel. But Mary said, let it be according to your word. We need more of his word in our lives. Come on, somebody. We, if you're a follower of Christ, we need more of his word in our lives, not more of how we feel. And not more of what culture's telling us. We need it to be according to his word. His word in our lives. Look at, as she says this, I think it's beautiful. She not only receives this word, she not only says, be it unto me according to your word. She, she, she's indicating she is going to trust him. She's welcoming the activity of his Holy Spirit in her life. Oh, that we would live that way. I welcome the activity of God's Spirit in my life to transform me by his words. Mary didn't just receive them. The Bible says she celebrated them. This was not a popular thing for someone who was engaged to show up pregnant. Mary, Joseph could have had her killed. I mean, this was serious stuff, and yet she celebrated the word of the Lord. And don't miss that letter B in your outline. Mary believed and celebrated these words. In fact, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 55, just to keep reading there, look at what she responds when she goes to the house of her cousin Elizabeth and, and sees that she is indeed pregnant, just as the angel had said. Then Mary responds, and we call this the Magnificat, just a, a beautiful song of celebration as she sings, my soul magnifies the Lord, she says. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. There it is, friends. If you always thought Mary was a Savior, recognize she's not. A, a, a divine person, a, a deity doesn't need saving. A deity doesn't need a Lord and Savior. Mary needed a Savior. And she says, my soul rejoices. My spirit rejoices in God who is my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, now, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done this great thing for me. And holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts of their heart. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Friends, make note of this don't miss it today when we entertain his presence it will prepare our heart and our mind to hear and receive his words many today reject the word of the Lord because they choose not to entertain his presence they're not welcoming they don't make room for his presence in their lives every day so therefore they reject his words oh they'll show up on Sunday often as long as it doesn't interfere with what they want to do and how they want to live their life. But when you welcome his presence and you entertain his presence, it will prepare you to hear and receive his words. Sometimes it tastes sweet to you as you receive his words. Sometimes it tastes pretty sour. But it's still his word and we must eat all of it. We must receive all of it. And Mary did so. 
Many like peace today. They talk of peace and joy and the love that Jesus offers. That is true, but the only way to experience true peace and true love and true joy is through his words, to receive his word in our hearts. And when he speaks his word into our lives, it transforms us. His word will change us. And Mary treasured the words of the Lord. You can read that beyond even this passage as you read about Jesus and how he grew and things that happened and the shepherds that came and all of these kind of things. Uh, The Bible tells us Mary treasured the words of the Lord in her heart. My question today, do you treasure God's word or do you treat them like trash? Do they move you? Do they transform our lives? Or do we pick through it and take what we want and get rid of the rest? His word is intended for us to receive and allow to transform us. His word will change us when we make room for it. And finally, number three in your outline, Mary made room for his will. You see, when we entertain his presence It prepares our mind and heart to receive his word and receiving his words will enable us to embrace his will. How many of you know it's not easy often to embrace the will of God? I said it's not always easy to embrace God's will. We struggle sometimes with God's will for our lives, his plan for our lives. But Mary, from the cradle to the cross, embraced God's will. John chapter 19, verse 25, you'll see that standing by the cross of Jesus when he was crucified, you will find his mother Mary was there. It wasn't just all the thrills of the, I'm going to have a baby. There was a lot of pain that came with that. And throughout his life, as she watched him grow, there was pain and there was struggle, but she stayed submitted to his will, the will of God, because when we make room for his presence, we make room for his words. And his words and his presence help us to embrace his will, even when it's difficult for us to understand. Now, when I think of Jesus on the cross and Mary, his mom, standing there, no doubt grieving, but silently watching, trusting God the Father, and knowing that this had to be his will. She had learned not to question him. I don't know about you, but when I think about my mom, Think about your mom. If, if I was being beaten in the streets, spit on, listen, my mom would show up and those folks would be in big trouble. <laughs> she might not overtake them, but they would know they'd mess with Teresa Lee. You moms know how you are. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But Mary entrusted Jesus to the one who gave him to her. She trusted the Father's will. See, when we, when, we, when we make room for the presence of God, we make room for his words to change us, and then we embrace his will. His will often doesn't look like our will. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, not my will, but your will be done. To make room for his presence is to make room for his words or the transforming power of that word and to make room for his words is to make room for his will or his plan to be carried out in our lives and the lives of those around us we may not always understand his ways but we can always trust his will Mary learned to do that wonder what was going through the mind of Mary 
with all of these things that were happening, I don't know. Can't even pretend to understand. But I know this. She made room for his presence. She made room for God's words. She made room for his will to be carried out in her life. 